I don't know if you notice, right? Uh, I'm trying to point on camera here. I can't do it. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. There's That's not an orb. That is a moon that Graham was kind enough to give me. He, uh, you like you put the battery in on the back side, which is uh, pretty cool, you know, on the dark side of the moon. And so that's in my bookshelf. It looks really nice back there. So for those of you who, you know, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to be like, oh, Noel's, he's into crystal balls and stuff like that. So I'm just telling you all now that that's the moon. We also have 33 people in attendance right now. We want to increase that number before we go live, and people will think I'm giving them some secret message. It, <laughs> I was, oh, good, we went to 34 now. Uh, perfect. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome to the Unexpected Cosmology. My name is, you guys know my name, Noel Joshua Hadley. That's Noel, not Noah. Somebody in the comment <laughs> section is going to say Noah. Uh, well, two people will say Noah. One will be sarcastic because I just said not to say that, and the other person did not pay attention. But anyways... Uh, <laughs> As you can tell, I am here with Michael Solomon. Michael Solomon comes from the Take on the World community. And uh, it's a great community. We talked about them a little bit. Uh, and I've been wanting to... This is something a little bit different for this channel uh, that we normally do on our Sabbath gatherings. Usually I just give a presentation or I bring somebody in to you know, do kind of a direct presentation. Uh, but this will be a bit more of a dialogue between Michael and myself. And uh, so, Michael, uh, welcome. Tell us about... I, I like, by the way, that we have the exact same AE map in the background. You have it. I have it over here. So got to got to fly the, uh, the team colors here, the team flag. So welcome. And tell us about yourself, uh, like any kind of uh, website information or... Any need to know stuff like that before we get started? Okay. Um, my websites. Um, I'm. I'm. Uh, let's see. Um, EOSstudios.net and CanonQuest.com. Um, so those are the two things that I, I guess, bring to the table because I'm a commercial artist by trade, but but it's also um, a ministry as well, um, and. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a 3D animator, illustrator, photographer, and uh, and I bring that to the table uh, to the flat Earth table, as it were. Uh, so so that's the expertise that that I use to try to help people to understand the reality of our world. Now, before I hand it over to Michael, I'll just say really quickly for everyone here that uh, the only time I've met Michael in person was at the Flat Earth International Conference in Dallas, Texas. That was in 2019. Yeah. It, was, it se seems like another lifetime ago because it was like the calm before the storm. Like We had no clue that the whole COVID psyop was brewing right. in china and about to come over and that the whole world was about to change it was like the end of a honeymoon era of the what was like the flat earth uh the, you know those like four or five years there that was just like a honeymoon period good times and i met michael there he's just a phenomenal guy and met uh chris bailey there for the first time too as well yeah. and i think that was the only time i actually met chris in person but uh mm -hmm. michael salman regularly appears with uh, you could see him on take on the world uh the, the YouTube channel, he and Chris do shows together. And in fact, mm -hmm. the two of you interviewed me a few months back about the, yep, uh, the, Earth, 
the Earth uh, Not a Globe review. So sure. anyways, I'm going to hand it over to you and take us away. And I know that, uh, well, I'll let you introduce it. It's all yours, Michael. Okay. Um, I, I find it fascinating how um, flat earthers think because we do think in a certain way because of the truth that we were led to accept. Um, and uh, a friend of mine said something interesting. He had some uh, very um, poignant questions to ask me and I answered them the best I could. And, and he said, oh, thanks a lot, man. You know, I can always get the straight truth from a flat earther. And, and even though he's not there, not yet, not yet, but, but, but he's not there yet. But what was interesting is what he said. And he said that he could trust a flat earther to give him the straight scoop. And I found that a fascinating statement. And he has a good point there. Like, for instance, COVID. Try to find one flat earther who has had the vaccine. Just, just, just one. Okay? That would be very difficult. Because, because of the way we think and because of the way we have to think. Um, we, our eyes have been opened up to such an incredible, massive truth that we have a way of seeing the world that tends to be very different um, and a very unique perspective that most people don't have. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put us on a pedestal or any such foolishness. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that we have been blessed with a, a specific empirical truth that has a way of opening your mind to a lot of other lies. And, and, and so my question is, um, how do we use that truth? Okay. And, 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 and what, and what lies has it opened us up to? Um, in, in my world, uh, uh, being in the media, um, I do uh, media content, um, meaning 3D animation and video photography, um, illustration. And in the world of the media, it's going through a massive upheaval, for instance. Now, now if you'll notice, even in the political world, um, with all the deceptions going on, uh, COVID being first and foremost, and then you have the the uh, alleged insurrection, which was not an insurrection at all, but um, they just labeled it that way. Um, and even before that, 9-11, uh, um, all, the, all the lies, and, and of course the moon landing, all the lies that we've been fed in order to control us, all right? Um, we tend to see those lies right away, right off the bat. Okay, um, I knew so many flat earthers during the COVID deception. We were walking around without a mask and uh, causing all kinds of uh, uh, trouble. Uh, people saying, oh, you're guilty of killing people hundreds of miles away and all such foolishness. Um, we were the people who were, who were walking around not only with faces, but with freedom. And as that deception went along, other people started to see what was going on and said, hey, that, that weirdo without the mask, they had a point, okay? And, and that's what we bring to the world 
by acknowledging this truth from Yahweh. And so, yeah, yeah oh, and, I'm please, sorry. and please break in, uh, uh, jump in there anytime you uh, uh, have a comment. Yeah, I was going to, I wanted to really put a focus on why flat earthism is, is I always say this is a bad example to talk about Pandora's box because in mythology, you know, Pandora's box releases demons and we're not saying this releases demons, but it, the, the difference between the flat earth and say the moon landing is that if I were to come to the conclusion that the Apollo 11, okay, if I were to come to the conclusion that the moon landing is fake, mm -hmm. what am I really saying there? Because I could be saying just the Apollo 11 through say 13 was faked, or I could be saying Apollo 11 through 17, all of the Apollos were faked. But then I could be saying the space shuttle missions of the 1980s were legitimate and that the International Space Station was legitimate, right? So if, what I'm saying here is if I were to say the moon landing is fake, that, that I could still be saying that NASA is credible, that they are actually – maybe it was just like you know Soviet Cold War propaganda and we forgive them. But you know the space you – know, or maybe they were hiding aliens or whatever. But when you come to the knowledge that the flat Earth – that the Earth is flat – all of a sudden, you're like, no, all of NASA's fake. Right there, you just throw that out. And mm -hmm. the, the idea is, is that if you, if you realize that this lie is being perpetrated by all the media, all the governments of the world, now you're thinking, what else are they lying to me about? It's, it's a, it, it basically, it is, so I, I don't want to interrupt you. I just say, that is the, it is one of the best truths that you can immediately come to. Uh, there are greater truths, such as you know Yah's word, uh, the Torah, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. You know, keep you know the keeping the Sabbath day and so on and so forth. These are all important. But but anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, back to I had, I didn't want to interrupt and cut off your uh, your flow. I'm sorry. No no no, quite quite no quite contrary. I, I like it when you do that because it's 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 flowing the conversation. The um, moon landing is of course a a solid truth but it does not have the scope of enclosed cosmology and the beautiful thing about enclosed cosmology is once you realized that the earth was flat and that the earth is covered with a dome that utterly destroys so many other deceptions instantly like the deception of the ever-expanding infinite cosmos evolution um, gravity, um, um, uh, let's see, um, the, the environmental, um, the environmental, um, uh, uh, deceptions talking about, you know, we're destroying the earth and stuff like that. I mean, like climate, climate chaos, global warming, yeah, so on and so forth. Right, right. The climate change and all of that. Um, enclosed cosmology instantly destroys all of those because with enclosed cosmology, there's no room for any of those deceptions. And they no longer hold up to any type of scrutiny, not that they did, but the illusions used to validate them fall apart instantly in the face of being, in the face of that back there, living in that enclosed world. So, so it's the very scope of enclosed cosmology that that makes it a, a, a different type of truth that leads to to such um, 
um, that leads you to make such conclusions that will destroy everything else. And for some people, enclosed cosmology is a salvation issue, all right? For some people, because I have met many people that have, um, once they discovered this truth, once they discovered that Genesis is actually empirically correct, it leads them to a domino effect of conclusions that will lead them straight into the arms of the Messiah. Absolutely, so, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's in the, what it also does within scripture, and it, it led may I think most of the people listening will agree to this that now some people may have come in reverse order. Some people may have, like, say, come to the flatter through Torah. Some people here, I, I've seen a lot of people waking up over the last few years because of COVID. And, you know, then the, the flat earth falls into it. But mm -hmm. for when we realize, when you look at it and you're like, oh, my goodness, like, Yahuwah is literally true in his testimony. He, this is a literal truth. He's not speaking to us in uh, syrupy Hallmark cards and, you know, yeah. and, and po uh, poems and all that kind of stuff that... You know, that leads us then to what, what else is in the Bible, right? And we start discovering all these other things and that it is actually a living document, that his word is not just a testimony to what was, but it is eternally true. And it is applicable. All of it is applicable to our lives to this day. And so uh, I think many of us listening will affirm that as well. Yeah, that's, that's the marvelous part about it is that, wow, the earth is flat. Is covered with a dome, you're telling me that scripture is literally correct in Genesis 1? Okay, wait a minute, hold on. Then that means that other parts of, of scripture must be true. Okay, I got to look at this. I mean, it leaves you on a domino effect of conclusions that ultimately, logically, leads you right into the hands of Yahweh. So... Yeah. Um, that's the beautiful thing about this truth, and that's the dangerous part about it. And that's why a lot of people, that when they really, really, with honest scrutiny, research flat earth, they end up on the side and in the arms of the Messiah, ultimately. Uh, so that's the beautiful thing about this truth. 100%. And that's why I never call it a theory, because it's not a theory, okay? Um, the beautiful part about this we have all the evidence on our side. NASA literally has nothing. Now I know that that sounds kind of, you know, that's crazy talk to some people. How can they honestly be telling a lie on every single thing that they do? They actually do. And when I discovered that part of it, I was like, wow, they have no truth at all. And we have all the evidence on our side. That's crazy. I mean, talk about power. Okay, so 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 that that and a bunch of other things really like 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 for instance, when you realize the earth is flat, when you realize it's covered with a dome, that whole religious thing about God being someplace way in a different cosmos and a different universe, or like the Mormons say, he lives on another planet, absolutely ridiculous. Um, that completely destroys all that since there aren't since there is an infinite cosmos, since there are no other um, planets that you can land on and all that stuff, that means, according to scripture, Yahweh is as close as scripture literally says, okay? And, and that makes it even better. Not only do we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, 
but we also have Yahweh right outside the dome. What? Okay. So, I mean, the our, our father, the creator himself, that close. So not only is the sun, moon, and stars local, but so is he physically. Not, not to mention um, being a part of us, but physically right outside the dome. That's that just blows my mind, and that has helped a lot of people come to the realization of his his reality. Yeah, I agree. So, so I guess one of the things that 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 hit me as well is once you realize all of this, what do you do with it? Okay, in addition to you know just knowing truth, all right, and all the lies that the world has has been uh, uh, vomiting at us, now become moot. <clears throat> and it's a lot harder for them to lie, lie to us now. Much harder to lie to a flat earther. Um, that is very, very difficult, okay? Um, so, so now that we see all this other stuff going on, what do we do with it besides actually tell people? Because we're here to spread the gospel, and to fight evil, to stand against evil, especially for those who do not know that they are victims of evil. Before before you go off down that, because this okay. is, I am, I'm intrigued. How do you, when people come to you, I, I, this is like my least favorite question ever. And no matter what topic I talk on, I almost get this. You might even know the question I'm about to ask. They will hear you, Michael, talk about uh, the earth being flat and how it's in the Bible and how it's, it's uh, Yahuwah's testimony concerning himself and his creation. And they'll say, uh, yeah, but is it a salvation issue? <laughs> I mean, you know that they're asking this question because they're not interested in committing to it. So they but ask, is it a salvation issue? What is your response to that? My response is that truly depends on the person. Because... Um, okay, two points. Number one, um, enclosed cosmology can be a salvation issue to a person who who is trying to open their mind and their heart to the reality of the Messiah. All right. So flat Earth can tip them right over into his arms. Okay, like like any other truth, and that was my second point. So so any other truth. Um, might be able to do it, like a person's struggle with alcoholism or, 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 or some trauma that happens to them, or they learn something in, in the world or about the world that leads them into the uh, truth of, of our Father. But for some people, it is. Now, okay, intrinsically, is it a salvation issue? In order for you to be saved, um, do you have to believe... Do you have to realize the earth is flat? No, of course not, okay? But, but it can be a conduit to salvation for some people. Um, so the, I guess the answer is, for some people, yeah, yeah, it actually is. Only because yeah, so halfway to that. I, I ask that because for me, when I get asked that question, everything for me is a salvation issue. Ah, everything, everything is a salvation issue. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't be looking at anything in this scripture if it didn't, you know, have to do with, you know, getting to know Yah and his character better. Uh, now, the reason I say that, because you're going into the question, you ask, what do you do with it? Which, you know, I, you're going to be addressing. And I just wanted to say that when it comes to, we're in a very biblically illiterate culture, but there are still many pockets of Christians out there that have a decent grasp of Scripture, if not a very good grasp of Scripture. And what no. I have found is that when you talk to them about it, because for me it was easy. Uh, as soon as I saw, I, I've, I've given my testimony on this many times, uh, back in the day, it seems like forever now, when I saw this, uh, <laughs> this sketch of Hebrew cosmology from the uh, 19th century, it was done in the 1890s, maybe by, it was maybe by the Earth, not a globe uh, uh, people. And it just showed, you know, the pillars of the earth and the firmaments and heaven above and the great deep and all that kind of stuff. And I saw that and I'm like, it just, all of the Bible came together and I got it. I like, okay, there's New Jerusalem up there. It's coming down and there's Sheol down there. And that's the firmament like that. That's what I, you know. And so when I talk to many uh, Christians who know the Bible thoroughly well, they don't have a hard time understanding hebrew cosmology they usually get it pretty yeah. fast yeah uh, what i the what i and they what so the question is why do they reject it and this i think goes into hopefully maybe what even uh what you'll be talking about tonight because i said this at the flat earth conference in 2019 i stood up there on stage and i said uh it, this has very little this discussion has very little to do with the shape of the earth mm -hmm. and it has everything to do with the shape of humanity because mm -hmm. what happens is, is that when when somebody is there and they they you know they realize that the whole thing about the Bible is that you're supposed to live faith and you're supposed to believe in what uh, Elohim says, and then yeah. you see that he's giving a different testimony, and you're like, I don't like this because they see the globe and they see everything contained within the globe, and they realize that they have to give that up. That something is going to change their attitude, their mind, yeah. uh, their habits. It has to change. And I have watched people look at the flat Earth model almost like they were looking to their own doom, this abyss, <laughs> and and they 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 almost got sorrowful because they I saw them. They saw the truth for a moment, and then they chose to walk away from it. And uh, anyway, so for me, that that shows that this is a a. a deep spiritual issue. This isn't just like a scientific debate. This goes way beyond that. And I'm not saying that, you know, whether you believe in the flat earth or the globe determines anyone's salvation. I know you're not either, right? But um, no. obviously for everybody listening, uh, you guys know, I mean, our journey over the last several years has been wild. The depths of knowledge we have come to when, when you yeah. start embracing an idea and Yah's like, okay, I gave you this, you accepted it. So, Here's something else. How about this over here? And how about this over here? So go, go on. And Michael, you were talking about uh, the question, what do you do with, with it, the, the knowledge of the flat earth? I want to comment on what you said first, though, that um, for some people, it adds to the knowledge and the, the, the um, trust that they have in Elohim. It it, um, it, it enhances it and makes it even deeper, okay? Um, I was the original space cadet. I love space. I didn't just believe in space. I love space. And, and as a lifetime artist, I used to put, try to put space in everything I did, okay? 
Um, I used to draw nebulas and planets and all this stuff. And I believed that space was real. Um, and, and I used to love NASA. I even tried to get a job with NASA. Now I know why, why I, I couldn't get it um, because uh, Yah didn't want me to have it. Uh, he didn't want me to get that deep, okay? But but once I learned through um, through uh, um, through Mark Sargent videos, actually, um, I was taking a break one day from work, and I was looking for some videos because I usually look at tutorials. As as I mean, I'm the original nerd. Um, I, I I look at tutorials for um, for relaxation, and. Uh, I was this whole flat earth thing kept popping up. I said, what is that? That's stupid, you know? And I just kept flicking and flicking and it kept coming up in my face. And and I said, okay, this is weird. Oh, why not? You know, I'm taking a break. And then I watched it and I ended up watching all 11. And after, now mind you, I believed in space. I believed in NASA. I believed in all of this, okay? But I kid you not, after the 11th video, I I, I dropped back in my chair and said, oh man, the, the earth is flat. There's no space, okay? And I believed it right there, right there, just like that. And it led me on, and I was physically sick for three days. <laughs> I mean, literally physically sick for three days. Um, but I got over that. And then I started growing in this truth and it just added to my relationship with the father. Now, for some so could people, you, could you say you were literally sick to your stomach? Would that yes. be a true statement? All right. Yes, yes. I was physically, literally sick because it had taken everything that I believed in and completely destroyed it. And that's the uh, enclosed cosmology has a tendency to crush paradigms, and that's one of the reasons why people turn away from it. They don't want. They don't want that. You mean to tell me I've been accepting a lie my entire life? What? And they don't want to do that. And they rather just turn their back on the truth, even though they know it's true. They rather just turn their back on it and just say, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Now, I will say that I was brought up to believe in truth. I was brought up to read the Bible literally. Now, I thought I was. I Clearly, I was not. But, but that actually helped me a lot. My upbringing in Christ helped me a lot, okay, in accepting this truth for what it truly is. Um, so for some people, it's a completely paradigm-shifting, paradigm-crushing moment. For some people, it well, well, first of all, it always crushes paradigms. Anyone who trusts in this reality, who, who realizes this reality, their paradigm will be utterly decimated. That is the point, actually. Okay, it has to happen. But after that crushing, um, they some people just accept it and say, oh, wow, okay, space isn't real. Well, that explains a lot. Sweet, okay, I'm good, all right? And they just go on with their life just knowing that truth. Now they've added it to everything else that they've learned in the Father, and they just move on, and now it has enhanced their lives enhanced their relationship with him. Um, and I know several people like that. I'm more aggressive because that's my nature, okay? Like my wife, for instance, she's a, she understands it completely, all right? She is totally on board with this reality. 
but she's more of a she's a calmer person and and she'll and quite come to think of it she'll actually tell people oh you know the earth is flat right okay i mean she'll actually say that easier than i will i'll kind of shift my way into the conversation or whatever she'll just flat out say well the earth is flat so so nasa's totally lying um <laughs> i don't know how she gets away with that but but she actually does it now here's an interesting point my wife was taught geocentrism in school, in high school. I, I, of course, went to public school. She went to a private school, and she was taught geocentrism. I was taught heliocentrism. So she grew up believing that the moon, stars, and the sun rotated around the earth and not the other way around. And she just thought everyone knew that, okay? She just took it for granted that that was a common accepted truth. And so once she realized the earth was flat, that just added to the knowledge she already had. Now, okay. just, to, just to interject here, um, I always forget every single time that your wife used to be a geocentrist, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I've asked this before, I'll ask this again, did she go to the same high school as Chris and Liz Bailey? No, was it no, she didn't. Um, my, my wife grew up in, in Detroit. Um, and so she went to a Catholic school, um, and she grew up uh, Catholic. Uh, so, um, what did no. Chris? What did Chris and Liz go to school? I thought it was around Detroit too, right? No, it was not. I can't remember. Um, oh. No, no, but but no, it was not. Well, that's just okay. Well, that's just something for people to think about. That not so long ago there were schools, private schools. Um, they were up there in like Ohio, Detroit area. I can't remember the exact school that yeah. uh, Chris and Liz Bailey went to. They also learned geocentricism, and that's just a crazy thought that that you know, of course they believe that the Earth was a globe, but it was all geocentric. That not that long ago, thirty years ago. I mean, Chris and Liz right. Bailey graduated the same year I did. I, I oh, they were like ninety eight, ninety nine. I was the class of nineteen ninety nine. So, okay. anyways, go ahead. I, I don't want to throw you off, but I just wanted to comment on that. No, that, that is fascinating. In fact, Ohio, if you spoke to Chris, he knows more about this than I do, but Ohio seems to be a nexus for biblical truth, which is kind of bizarre. It's like, what the heck? Because when you start researching the Nephilim and ether and stuff like that, you'll not only find that, that Ohio has ancient roots in that regard, but also more modern scholastic roots, like Case Western Reserve was a massive um, a field of learning for um, ether, uh, geocentrism, um, uh, enclosed cosmology, where where uh, professors and in, in um, uh, university officials would actually teach this truth in Ohio. Uh, so 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 I Ohio is a very interesting place when it comes to this, when it comes to biblical truth not only in close cosmology but other truths like i mentioned the nephilim um other truths like like that so so it's really fascinating here okay so uh and i don't want to catch off on what point you're making so um i'd be curious to hear some of your thoughts on like what we do with it in say the media and such because uh you know we had started out talking about like you know if you 
realize the earth is flat, you're less likely to walk around with a mask, you know. And so there are there are certain social behaviors, but also just in our worldviews and what, you know, that the, the fear mongering or what I would say the fear porn being fed to us and how we respond to it. Testing all things. Okay. That is a big important function that we do as flat earthers all the time. Now here's the interesting part. Testing all things. Study to show yourself approved. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That becomes a life, a, a, a way of life for us. Now, it, it's supposed to be in the first place, okay? Even before this truth uh, resurged itself, it's, a, I mean, not itself, but Yahweh did it. It's supposed to be, we were supposed to live like that in the first place. But um, that has become a focus for us. Um, if anyone is a fan of The Mandalorian, um, season one and two, season three is horrible. Um, <laughs> I'm, watch, I'm watching season three, too, so I can attest to that. Oh, it's bad, man. Um, so so that's, a, that's part of what I want to talk about. But um, one thing I like about The Mandalorian is, is when they say uh, uh, it is the way. Okay. Now, that's what Christianity was called before it was called Christianity. Okay. The way. And, and, and I, I just love that. It has this powerful but simplistic feel to it, you know? And flat earthers tend to have a way about us where we perceive the world through very clear glasses. And um, that's the one thing that sets us apart from, from everyone else. That's why we were so free during the whole COVID deception. Um, that's why uh, we ended up making hardcore decisions that other people tend to toy around with. All right. Well, should I take this vaccine or should I not? You know, I, I, I need to pay my bills and, and all that. What we tend to do is research everything. Okay. Now we don't just accept everything that comes down the pike, especially from, from, from the main news media. We tend to research everything, testing all things is now a true way of life where it was supposed to be in the first place. Now, you know, one of the things about that is, so going back to where we met at the Flat Earth Conference, mm -hmm. the, the person who put on those conferences was uh, Robbie Davidson. And one of the things, we were on, we were on a phone call beforehand. We actually uh, were working together on a project. We talked a lot leading up to that event on the phone. I was in uh, France and, you know, taking calls with him. And one of the things he convinced me on about it was that he's like he's like 10 years down the road whatever you know people are it, it's almost like a networking of information all right so somebody is somebody knows uh just name some random person now rob skiba is dead unfortunately bob nodal is also dead uh yeah. we didn't talk about that earlier he just you know word came through that he died yesterday it was it was just a shame uh bob nodal of globusters but so the thing is is that you're it, it's there, there's kind of a networking that comes in the truth. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me let me say what I'm getting at here. Uh, you talk about researching things. It is not easy to research things like uh, no. to find, you know, why uh, the VAX is bad to begin with. I mean, if you do a Google search for that, uh, you're going to you, you have 
100, 1,000 uh, hit pieces against your worldview before you can ever get something good. <laughs> the, the only yeah. way to get to the knowledge is to network through the truth community. Um, I remember when I was researching germ theory, and um, and I don't know where you're at on this, Michael Solomon, uh, but uh, my belief is that the AIDS pandemic was a hoax. And I say this because my... Um, yeah. Uh, my, my, my wife's uh, mother uh, died of complications due to AIDS back in the 80s. Right. And so she grew up with this idea that her mom died of AIDS. And it was something that I wanted to start searching out for myself. I, I had no clue how to search that out. I'm like, you just Google it, like AIDS is a hoax. And it's like, you get nothing back. And yeah. so um, I had to go to other uh, flat earthers. And I said, hey, does anyone have any material that they can hand off on me uh, on the side. And, there, and one person said, yeah, there's this uh, doctor uh, who's lived in Africa for the last 30 or 40 years, and she actually wrote a book on this and how she treated all these AIDS patients and AIDS is a hoax. I'm like, really? But I was only able to get that through other flat earthers. Yeah. So it's that, you know, that's one of the benefits of this community is that uh, things that that most people are sitting in the total dark on. There's, there's no way you can actually look this stuff up. They have done such a good job of burying it, unless yeah. if you get very creative with your, you know, search words and such. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, what are the benefits? What are the benefits to this society? It, it is, and it's such, it's, it's the only society that I know with such a tight cohesion. Okay, um, there's other groups that have been around even a lot longer. But Inco's cosmologists, because that's basically what we are, we have this, this really tight cohesion. Even It even crosses lines of whether you are a believer or not, whether you are a, a, a believer in the Messiah or not, because even, um, even uh, secular flat earthers have a, um, have a connection with us. Okay, we have a connection with them. That's pretty amazing stuff. Okay, now they may ridicule the Bible and stuff like that, but they admit that in that the truth of in close, closed cosmology is all throughout Scripture. Okay, whether it's canonized or extra biblical text, they all admit that and and, and count it as evidence. All right, so that leads to a lot of them being saved, actually. Um, but in close cosmology is also the revival that the church has been praying for for decades. Okay, when I grew up, I used to hear pastors, "Oh Lord, bring revival to the whole church." Blah 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 blah. Okay, and when it finally showed up, they completely missed it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then, and jumping on that real quick, mm -hmm. uh, I had started out talking about how you know we met in 2019. And that was kind of the end, the tail end of this honeymoon period. A yeah. lot of us, a lot of us said that at the time. Like it felt like there was this this honeymoon period, and that something yeah. they were going to have to shut down the conversation somehow. Something was going to happen, and lo and behold, yeah. you know, lo and behold, obviously the, the opposite happened. That more people woke up in COVID than anything else. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what was interesting was is that from say 2014, 2015, when the flatters started making the rounds, yeah. uh, up up until 2020. I would say, I would venture to say, probably, it's safe to say every pastor in America uh, was presented with the yep. flat earth model. Yep. And 
they all had a decision to make. I'll give you an example. I, I had a, um, I, I, I love this. I love this person. I'm not badgering this person. I won't give a name, but it was a pastor friend of mine, a very good friend of mine that we discovered the flat earth pretty much at the same time. Uh, I, I had first, and then I started writing about it and he became fascinated with it. In fact, he was just wanting to talk about it. He saw it all yeah. scripture. And lo and behold, uh, his congregation, uh, found out about my writings because I used to be a member there and we were, I was living 4,000, you know, 3,000 miles away at this point. I mean, I'm like on the opposite end of the country, but they're like, they would go to his office. They don't know that he's looking into the flat earth and they're like, you got to shut this guy up. You got to, this is so embarrassing. This is an embarrassing embarrassment to God, to the Bible, to Christianity. He is shaming Jesus and spitting on the cross and all these kind of things. Right. And, and he, he's seeing this on the other end. Well, he wants to make the executive pastor role. He shuts it down. He tells me he doesn't believe it anymore. And low, and within, Within a couple of months, he gets the high pastor position. Now, I'm not saying this to, to, to shame the guy, but sure. we see what 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 happened when when COVID came along. They all had this opportunity to go deeper to embrace this truth. Yes. And when COVID yes. came along, they shut their doors down. Yep, and yes. they went along with it. And the rest of us who we might have gone along with it too five five years before that, but we're right. like we're looking at it and going, "You had your chance. You had your opportunity." Yep. So. That's that's very well said. Um, you're you're right. COVID was the great um, mediator, and what it did was I like it, that. <laughs> it split up. Okay, the church and um, those who claim to be believers and those who truly were. The the there were churches, and I know several churches in Ohio that never shut their doors. Not one time, okay? And the other churches who claim, oh, you know, because, you know, they call God, and, 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 and I used to as well, but, but they call the Father God. Oh, God is so powerful, blah, 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 blah. He's the greatest power in the universe, blah. And as soon as the government says shut down, boom, they just shut down, okay? No thinking, no testing, no, no critical thinking, nothing. They just shut down and they obeyed master. Okay, or or usually what I say, they obey massa. All right, because that's exactly <laughs> what they did. Okay, and and it set us apart. It put a divide, and it's a good divide, mind you. Okay, it put a divide, and it let those who really wanted to know those who who were really pushing uh, deception, or at the very least, those who were weak and had no intention of being stronger in the truth. And so COVID actually had a, you know, of course it was intended as an attack, but it had some good parts to it, some good results, because some of the consequences till this day has made the church stronger, smaller, okay? But, but the people that are truly believers are the strong ones now, and they're the ones that strike fear in the heart of the scum elite. And I never call them the elite because that's a compliment and we shouldn't compliment these scum, okay? So I call them scum elite. That's far more appropriate. Uh, so so this, this revival, they missed out on. They completely missed it. And, and I am a firm believer that 2015 to 2019 was a worldwide revival. I mean, look at it. 
Um, twenty with the, the late twenty fourteen. If you had done a, a a Google search on flat Earth, you would have got about two hundred hits. Okay, easy. All right, just just two hundred hits, and there were obscure little videos and stuff like that. Um, but 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 some of them were definitely teaching the truth. But then by twenty seventeen, I think it was the results were up to twenty. Let's see if I. If I have that right, because I count, I, I did count of a count back then. Um, you ended up with a search results of 26 million views by 2017. And that's when the um, purveyors of the internet had to find some way to shut us down. We were far too dangerous. NASA was terrified, absolutely terrified. They didn't know what to do with us. Because because all the evidence is on our side, and we were far too eloquent. We were well equipped. Okay, that's the beautiful thing about this as well. Uh, the problem with NASA is flat earthers were well equipped and knew how to use their tech. This was the first time NASA actually had a solid challenge to their reign, where where we could not only beat the truth of reality, but Back it up with empirical evidence, and they were terrified. Now, we, have the, the, we, we have the technology to challenge them too. Yep, yep. We we we. And I, now here's the funny part: technology you could buy from the nearest Best Buy. Okay, that's yeah. that's that's insane. Um, so 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 this made NASA very very nervous. And really, the only thing they could do is number one, they would never debate us. Debating a flat earther, especially a flat earther that wasn't angry, because a lot of flat earthers were very, very angry at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, it, of, of course they were. They were lied to their entire lives. Of course they were angry. Um, but if you, if a scientist or anyone in the scholastic field or the heliocentric world debated or even spoke to in any intellectual way a flat earther that had gotten past the anger part and that was eloquent in speech and knew how to present the truth, like Robsky, but he was a master at that. Um, they, this, this was not a career building activity. Let's put it that way. I mean, speaking to a flat earther is, is very dangerous. Um, now in 2023, now we're all more settled. We're all more mature in this reality. And, and, and let me tell you this, I have complete and absolute faith any flat earther could debate any PhD, anyone with a doctorate, anyone with all these, these heliocentric cr cr credentials, okay? Any, literally any flat earther that knows his stuff and that, that, that can stay away from the anger part of it. Okay, I'm sorry, I got a gnat in my studio. Um, that can stay away from the anger part of it because, you know, it doesn't make you angry. Anyone can debate any high-end professor or whatever and win easily, easily. So, so we're a very dangerous lot in that regard. And so they had to find some way to put us down. And COVID, though, was not completely targeted toward flat earthers. I guarantee you we were one of the targets because we were a huge threat. Okay, now, mind you, we still are, but now we're more subdued and we're, we've sort of integrated into society and just making a whole lot of trouble, <laughs> you know, which is wonderful, 
making a whole lot of trouble trouble in society more on the covert way okay which is actually kind of worse for there's them. a lot yeah there's a lot you said in there i really like the word revival you said this is a revival most yep. people don't think of it that way and obviously the people standing on the opposite end who are you know hugging the globe and you know <laughs> they, they uh they can't accept the uh hebrew cosmology model they're looking at us like you call that you know a revival but uh, what's interesting is that a, a lot of people you you had made the comment that uh, any true flat earther could like take on someone with a, with creds with like a PhD yep. or something like that, right. and it, it which is true. Just if you keep it simple and you just keep the simple facts of curvature and so on, they right. they hate that they can't you know as long as you don't get lost in the weeds. You, yes. you don't go out to the weeds. You just keep it simple. You keep it the, the simple observations. They can't debate those. No. Uh, they can try. They try. They kick and scream. But my point is, is with the revival, is that uh, the, I, the way I think Yah works is that he he goes to like um, he goes to the king. The king rejects him. He goes to the king's servants. Mm -hmm. The servants reject him. He goes yeah. to the he goes next down. He goes like to the scribes and scholars, and they reject him. And eventually, he goes to the person on the back of the bus. He's sitting on the back <laughs> of the bus. The person that nobody would look twice at. You know, nobody would think that guy would be worth you know anything. And you know, this is the guy who says, "Yes, I will answer your call." Um, and it seems like that's a, a, that's the way I felt like a lot of us back in 2015, 2016, like. We were the person that, uh, you know, because people are always like, "Well, are you a scholar? Are you, you know, yeah. are you a, are you an engineer? Yeah. Are you are you a pilot? You know, you yeah. you can't talk about this unless if you're an Antarctica, you know, uh, secret ops <laughs> tech or, or something like that. You know, you have right. no unless if you you know dove to the bottom of the ocean in a yellow submarine, and um, and you know, obviously." You know, Yah is, has been choosing, I think, the least of us. When I think yeah. that, I think that the, the very least of us are the ones that are in this. And, um, yeah. But, um, oh, you were talking about, um, I, I lost my train of thought now. Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> You had a really good point there at the end. I, I, I should have written it down. So, now that I cut you off, uh, no, take no, it back. No, no, please continue cutting me off. Um, you bring up, you're bringing up excellent points. Um, in the last days, knowledge are supposed to increase, okay, according to scripture. And that's exactly what happened in the Flat Earth um, revival, that um, knowledge increased. And you're right, that knowledge was given to the common man, okay? And, and not it, now, it was first presented. I, I totally agree with that. It was first presented to um, those uh, scholarly types because they were already in the world of science where they were allegedly looking for knowledge and trying to discern um, the realities of the world. And so that truth was presented to them first because that makes perfect sense, it was completely logical. Also, it was presented to the theologians because they were constantly digging into scripture, trying to understand um, the, the uh, true reasoning and the, and the truth behind scripture. That truth was given to them first because they were in the position to receive it. They chose not to. They chose to um, believe in what was commonly accepted. And so, and so Yahweh said, okay, I'm gonna take it to the common dude then, okay? And we completely embraced it and completely upset everything, all right? And, and we number in the hundreds of millions. I am completely convinced of that. 
Okay, so 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 that revival was spread all over the world very quickly by the common man. And those are the people that went into the hospitals when they kept claiming, oh, the hospitals are full of the dead and the dying, okay? Those are the people, the people like us who went through those hospitals, because you know it's a lot of flat earthers did that, okay? Christian or not Christian. I I called up a few hospitals myself. Yeah, 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 I did that myself. and they would, uh, there were three, at least three Facebook pages. They of course have been taken down since then, but they were, they had thousands and thousands of videos of people all over the world saying, I have been to my neighborhood hospital and they are empty. Okay, there's tumbleweeds blowing through the, the hallways. I, the, all the hospitals that they said there were no beds and there were long lines of people being tested and. And the and and the dead and the dying and all of it, it never happened. Never happened. You know, kind of like the insurrection. It never happened. Okay. So so it was people like us that actually spread that truth and helped people to open their minds to the concept and the scriptural concept of testing all things, which is a which is a scriptural way of critical thinking. That's basically what that is. All right. Because that's what we do. If it does not, if a concept, claim, or theory does not hold up to honest scrutiny and is supported to empirical evidence that you can, that's testable and provable, it is not real. Okay. Well, a good uh, a good way to say this is that, like, when you when you look at when you realize that the Earth is flat, and you look at these NASA photos, and you see these guys out there on the spacewalks, and or in the, in the ISS, you know, you, you got a couple no. options. And when you one is that you realize, okay, that guy's on a green screen, that guy's in a pool, look at the bubbles right. going up, and there's different right. you know different tricks of the trade to do these no. special effects. But no. when you realize that, okay, so they're faking this media footage. Uh, and they're like, well, what other media footage exactly. are they are they faking? Exactly. And uh, yeah, so then you turn on your TV and you see a bunch of dancing nurses, and these <laughs> you know these hospitals were supposedly they're stacking up on the bodies and they're filming these music videos, yeah. and you're just like you're like, wait a second here, <laughs> this doesn't something isn't adding up quite right. You know, just you know, call me crazy. Uh, call me, call me a conspiracy theorist, but uh, I'm not connecting the dots on this one. So, um, yeah. I mean, even during the whole COVID deception, they were laying off doctors. They were laying off nurses. Now, now, wait a minute, back up. If we're going through an earth crippling pandemic, okay, then why are you laying off the the exact staff that you need for this horrific time? What what are you talking about? And the nurses that were there were too busy with these dance uh, routines. And let me tell you, some of those, actually a lot of those dance routines were extremely well done. A matter of fact, they were a little bit too well done, okay? (laughs) They were professionally choreographed. These weren't just silly little people who were bored and and decided to do dance numbers. These things were well done. And look, I've been in the media my whole life. I know a professional production when I see one, 
Okay, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What? Why are these people doing all this stuff? Because they were put, they were throwing it in our faces. They're saying, you morons, you actually believe all this stuff. Matter of fact, we have you so tied up in this life, we can act like complete fools and you'll still believe it. And you know what? They were right. Most people still believed it and completely ignored us and called us conspiracy theorists. Which wow. a conspiracy theory is simply a treat a truth that hasn't been accepted yet. I was actually, they actually proved me wrong because uh, I remember it would have been like January, maybe maybe February of 2020. I was on the phone with Paul in the plane, if anybody uh, remembers his YouTube oh, yeah. channel. And, and we were talking about this footage that was coming through in, in Wuhan, China, of these people that were like dropping over dead in the streets. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're like, okay, that's obviously fake. There's no way. We said there's... Oh yeah, oh yeah, but there was also this footage uh, that I saw, and we were discussing it, where they were uh, wheeling through on a gurney this victim in a hospital, and they they you saw the camera crew, and you saw like a director or something, yeah, and yeah. they wheeled the person through, and then they yelled cut, and then they wheeled him back and took another cut, <laughs> and. And we're like, okay, they're faking this whole psychodramatic episode in China. And I said they could never pull that off here. Yeah. So I, and I, I ate my words because yeah. uh, within, probably within like two or three weeks, let's see, the NBA got sick, uh, Walt Disney World uh, got shut down, and Tom Hanks got sick. And so Hollywood, the NBA, and Disney, and I'm like, okay, they're doing it. I can't believe it. They're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it became a very devout religion really, really fast, okay? I mean, and, and what's the true meaning of a religion? A religion is a belief or concept that has no empirical evidence to back it up, to validate it, but you choose to believe it anyway. That's called a religion, okay? That was the COVID deception. Um, and so... And so it, it had a, a demonstrable effect on the movement, but it was timed beautifully. Yahweh let it happen, okay? Because we had, like you said, we had our honeymoon time. We had our time of building up. We were ready to go out there on our own, okay? Because I tell you, the Flat Earth Movement was an, an astonishing, I was so honored to be a part of something that literally changed the world, okay? Because people till this day are still affected by it. The government and the scum elite are still terrified of it, okay? That's obvious when, when, when you look at it, because they changed a lot of things because of that movement. And I was so honored to be a part of it, to be a part of, of the resurgence of the truth. Um, but, now we're in the time where, okay, honeymoon's over. Now we got to live real life, okay? Now we have to bring this truth into the world. And now what do we do with it? How do we live with it? Like I was doing flat earth videos and Chris and I, and, 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 and we were interviewing people and people were interviewing us. And, and it was just this, this whirlwind, but real life had to take over, okay? I had to get back to my business. Um, I had to um, just get back to work, basically. And so after that, it led to seeing the world in a completely different way and, and seeing my world in the media in a completely different way. And it was really eye-opening.
because once you become a a a true flat earther once you realize the re the true reality of literally everything okay then it's really difficult for you to be taken in by the common lies that they do all the time and that's what the media um people need to wake up to what the media is doing right now because the media is a very powerful weapon and it cannot be ignored okay um so so that's that's one of the things that I've really been focusing on and and it's funny when you when you allow yourself to be taken by the holy spirit on this 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 uh path of of intense truth then he opens up a lot of of lies to you that you didn't know before he said okay the reason why I, I I wanted you to understand and close cosmology not only because it's true but also so that you can be open to this and then he opens up these lies to you that what the so now I'm on the path of using my skills and using my history and using everything that Yahweh has taught me and brought my wife and I through in order to take part in this latest battle. All right. Well, I would like to see, uh, I would like to see you, you know, give some examples of what you're focusing on in the media and how this this plays out. However, first before you do that, um, I just wanted to comment too on that. Uh, it, it, you know, it. I, I have noticed uh, when you're in the truther realm that you talked about Michael how like your your work kind of caught up to you and you kind of had to get back to that and i know that you and chris have kind of fallen back on making some of your videos recently and um i you know that happens a lot when you're when you're out there and you're a, a content provi uh, provider you're yeah. doing the research you're putting out there you get exhausted and it just becomes too much and i see that all the time where i'll subscribe to like a really good channel and they have yeah. great content and then like two weeks later you never hear from them again you're like oh come on man you know <laughs> you have like two years of great content and and that yeah. happens a lot i mean just so my viewers know i've been telling my admins and mazes i have been going on fumes recently i've been burnt out because it's it's exhausting trying to keep up with everything that's happening in the world however the one thing that keeps me going at this, and I hope I'm in this for a very long time, y'all willing, I will be doing this, what I'm doing for a very long time, is that these are such exciting times to be alive. Oh, and knowing yeah. and seeing so many people waking up to the truth. Now, many people, that, you know, for me, the ultimate truth is, um, is Yah's uh, narrow path, his set apart ways, and being Indeed. obedient to him, and stepping out in faith and being obedient to him. The Indeed. thing is, is that many, many, many people uh, are actually having these conversations now. Even if, as you said, uh, many flat earthers they will reject the truth of the scripture, but yeah. as you said, they at least look into the Bible and they say, "Yep, that's legit. That's actually mm -hmm. giving the ancient cosmological model that we are uh, pushing today." And uh, so th these are exciting times to be alive to see so many people coming to the truth. But I want to, I want to, I would like to hear more examples from you on how you're focusing on the media. I know when we were talking earlier on the phone, it was, I think it was a few weeks ago now. It's 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 been a while. I mean, you were talking about like you know like the Harry Potter video game and yeah. um, you know all different examples. So give me some examples of what you're focusing on. Well, the same way that that the Holy Spirit um, led me to enclose cosmology via the internet, actually, you know, when a lot of people say, oh, that just came from the internet. 
Yeah, yeah, it actually did, you know. I mean, there's a lot of truth on the internet, but the same way he led me to this great truth through the internet, then he basically said, okay, okay, you got this, all right, excellent. Now it's time to move on. Now you have the weapons to move on to the next fight because enclosed cosmology was a preparation. It was a way to get us ready for the real fight. Okay, now don't get me wrong. The, the battle that we had from basically 2014, late 2014 to 2019 was a huge, huge battle. And I, I gotta tell you, I loved it, okay? I mean, I've never really been a part of anything huge and, and, and earth changing, okay? Until the flat earth movement. And I was, man, I was, I was riding high. So, so after that, okay, the Holy Spirit said, okay, now you're ready. Look at this, all right? So without, um, so I, I shifted from studying the flat earth movement and NASA and stuff like that. And, and really without even noticing it, shifting to recognizing what's going on in my world, what's going on in the, in the uh, uh, world that I work in, that I live in, which is the world of the media. And one of the things is this, that the media content providers, the biggest ones in NASA being the largest one, is a net worth of $98 billion. So it is definitely the, the uh, largest one, but he's not, NASA, uh, uh, Disney's not the only one, um, that they are literally waging war on families. And, and not, I mean, uh, Disney has not always been the paragon of truth. I mean, we all know that Disney has always been freaky. Disney has always been wackadoo, okay? We know this, all right? <laughs> but it is no longer subliminal. Now it's in your face. The one thing that we learned about enclosed cosmology, um, or I, should I say heliocentrism, is that they're extremely arrogant because they most people believe them they've been trained since childhood and so and so they lie in your face especially when they said oh that technology has been destroyed why the heck would you spend billion dollars and then destroy it but most people actually believe it the same thing with nasa i mean i'm sorry the same thing with disney i keep mixing them both because they're both the same actually nasa and disney were created at the same time which yeah, is <laughs> okay, they're both the same age. Okay, hmm, boy, what that 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 says a lot. But um Disney has waged war on the family in a very subliminal way ever since their inception, but now they're doing it in a conspicuous way. There was a video um leaked um of of, of uh NASA producers. Now I'm not talking about just lowly employees, okay? I'm not talking about people who, who just earn a living and, and have a nine to five. I'm talking people who are in charge of Disney content, okay? They had a Zoom meeting where, where they were talking about their not so secret gay agenda. That is a quote, okay? And they were proud that they were able to groom as many children as possible. We're going to make 50% of every superhero and character homosexual, LBTQ, Z, space, ampersand, poop sign, or whatever. Okay. They're, they're going to make all of that real in Disney. 
And, and one of the producers said, and you know the great thing about this? No one's stopping us. This is so wonderful. I mean, they were so happy to use as much depraved um, ideology to attract the attention of our children, okay? And this was a major attack on us. This, this wonderful gentleman was so disgusted by it, which I, it was definitely the will of Yahweh for him to do this, to take this video and leak it online. Now, most people don't even know it exists, okay? Let's be real here, okay? They don't, back then, they didn't know it exists. Now people are starting to wake up and they're like, oh, wait a minute, because not only is Disney completely changed how they do things, all right, um, they're suffering because of it, but they don't care. They're going to dig down and keep doing it, case in point. Disney had a phase one, two, three, four, five of the Marvel universe, because Disney owns Marvel now. Um, Disney owns Marvel, Disney owns Lucasfilm, um, and, uh, uh, and and a bunch of other uh, legacy classic property. Uh, quick insertion, there are rumors that Disney is going to uh, sell Lucasfilm. There are rumors, and I'm hoping because uh, I think George Lucas sold it to him for five billion dollars. Yeah. I'm hoping because they have destroyed the property so much. I'm hoping George Lucas buys it back from them for like three billion dollars. Dude, this, this there's a <laughs> lot. Oh yeah, well, well, well he's he, he's going to make a profit for sure. Um, but but yes, there are a lot of theories of that happening. George Lucas regrets. Because if you look at the interviews, he regrets selling it to Disney. He doesn't like what um, the primary producer of Lucasfilm is, well, the primary producer of Disney is Kathleen Kennedy and how she has completely destroyed the brand, okay? Now, again, mind you, Star Wars is not Christian, okay? Okay, uh, it's rooted in paganism, all right? But, but, it was still a brand that actually gave a positive level of hope to people. That alone was enough to destroy it. Now I could talk about this. This is a huge. Uh, um, this is a huge uh, 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 ordeal, and there's a lot of detail in it. So, so no, just just you know, interrupt me and ask me questions because I could go off on a tangent for this real real easily. But one of the things that Disney is doing is called grooming, and they're using the woke culture. And what woke is, is this, is this silly concept of di di diversity and inclusion where they're using um, this, this, this cultic-like religion to support marginalized communities like the homosexual community and all its different brands. And they supposedly want to help black people, which of course they don't, okay? Um, and women. Um, and, and what they're doing is they're interjecting this, this mindset into all the Disney projects right now. Phase one and two um, and three were outstanding. Okay, now don't get me wrong, the woke culture was still in there just a little bit, and I'll comment on that. Yeah. But for the most part, 
they were presenting all of these fictional characters and these fictional characters tend to inspire hope. They tend to, ins they tend to make people want to be better people. Uh, grant you, I'm not saying they're Christian. I'm not saying they're okay, but they did inspire good, okay? They did inspire people to be better, all right? Um, that had to go. Okay, in order for them to control and continue doing what COVID actually did a great job in, they had to destroy these characters. So phase one and two was their way to pull people in. All right. And 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 they created these movies about Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, that sort of thing, just like the comic books. Okay. If they were entertaining. They made a ton of money and they they satisfied the the fans and the public loved them. Then in season four, I mean in phase four, they destroyed it. They took all those characters. Actually, it kind of started in, 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 in phase three. Um, if you notice, like for instance, in Endgame, okay, um you had Thanos. Thanos was was this guy who believed that the um, resources of the cosmos were limited. And in order to help all the people, he had to kill half of, of creation. He had to kill half of all the people and all the cosmos. All right, now here's the interesting part to that. A lot of people don't understand the woke influence actually started with Thanos. Because in the comic books, I'm a big comic book person, okay? I ended up with 3,000 comic books. I did not know that about you. Yes, I love comic books, okay? Um, as a kid- we have, we have some Trekkies in the room too, so I'm, I don't know if there's I any other comic book fans, but some people are following along. I was a big time Trekker, um, big time Trekker. Um, so in the comic books, Thanos, and a lot of you guys in the comic books realize, Thanos was not the great ecologist, okay? He wasn't concerned with resources or anything. Now, in the comic books, he did want to kill. But in the comic books, Thanos didn't want to kill half the people. He wanted to kill all the people because Thanos had a love affair with death. I mean, a love affair with a physical manifestation of death, okay? That was the real Thanos in the Marvel comics. That's pretty rough stuff, man. That's, that's crazy. But what they did was they took that, because it, it was actually kind of, it was a cool concept, What they because uh, he was a true psychopath. So what they did was they took that and they turned him into a crazy, wackadoo, murderous uh, ecologist who was so concerned with the environment that he justified killing half of creation, okay? So even that was an infiltration of the woke cult. Okay, but most people didn't catch that. But you had to actually read comic books to understand that. Um, so then you had scene four. You had She-Hulk. You had Velma. You had all these other. Uh, you had the Eternals. Um, they were horrible, horrible, in-your-face, um, uh, uh, so-called entertainment where uh, virtue signaling and and all the other buzzwords were the most important thing, entertainment and having 
a, a sticking with the canon of these characters was a had nothing to do with it anymore. It was that's a, it was, that's, it was, be, that's sorry, because that's because Iron Man wasn't there to save him anymore. They had to kill him yeah, off. Right. <laughs> and that's a good point. If you notice, they literally killed off Iron Man. They killed Captain America. They just basically aged him out. Okay. Um uh they took um they took the Hulk and made him into a sissy. Okay. Now the Hulk, who was the most powerful character in the Marvel universe, um, arguably, he and Thor really. Uh, he should have beat the living daylights out of um, Thanos, but they made Thanos beat him up as if he was a stuffed animal, and then he turned into a sissy after that. The Hulk, okay? So basically, they took these heroes, they took these concepts, and they destroyed them, all right? And that's done on purpose. I keep hearing these um, reviewers God bless them because they're all doing great work. They're decimating Disney, okay? But these reviewers seem to think that Disney is stupid and that Disney doesn't know what they're doing and, and the woke culture has, has, has made them dumb. No, 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 no. This was all pre-planned, yeah. okay? And they're destroying these IPs, intellectual properties, on purpose because in order yeah. to conquer a people you must destroy all sources of hope. Even if they're fictional characters, you must destroy them all, okay? And so they replaced all those dead characters, including Black Panther, and that movie was a fascinating thing that happened. It was a, it was a cultural phenomenon. I grant you, Black Panther, the movie had a lot of plot holes. Don't, don't get me wrong, okay? It was not perfect. It was not a narrative... Um, it was not narrative perfection, but the Black Panther was well-loved uh, across the board. Racial divides everything. The Black Panther was a well-loved IP, and it made a billion and a half dollars for a reason, okay? Um, and, and one of the things, a lot of people don't understand this, and this is in my world, uh, one of the things that Black Panther did that no other movie ever did before it brought blacks out to see a sci-fi. Black people usually um, do not do not consume science fiction, comedy, romance, adventure. And when I say adventure, I mean more contemporary-based adventure, like like Shaft or Mission Impossible. Blacks routinely do not watch sci-fi. Okay, it it just isn't it, it just isn't done until Black Panther. Black Panther brought black people out in drones, okay, to support that movie. That's one of the reasons the movie was so successful. And then in the next movie, they destroyed Wakanda. Completely destroyed it. And, and they, brought, they brought in that audience and completely destroyed it on the next movie. That was done on purpose. They brought them this, this great IP that they claimed as their own and then destroyed it completely. So, okay. so I'm always, I'm always, I have a lot I want to add to this and, and uh, I'm always trying to find a good place to jump in here. Now, mm -hmm. we're seeing the, that same sort of, uh, I guess, what I would even call the castrating of masculinity. Uh, just throwing a couple other uh, genres here or, or, 
or yeah. franchises. We saw James Bond get killed off. Interestingly yeah. enough, to a interesting enough to like a virus type of scenario. Um, we there was an interesting case recently with uh, anyone who was following the new DC movies where they were bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman, and he right. was going to appear in the Batgirl movie. They actually filmed it and they hyped it up that Michael Keaton was appearing, and then they they junked the whole thing, which was kind of interesting. Uh, and just throw this out there for anyone following that most likely they will be killing Indiana Jones off this summer. Now, <laughs> now, unless if they change anything, now I I want to just reel back here real quick uh, because you had talked about how the the I think you used the word wacky doodle or something like that for Disney. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, they're doing a lot of crazy stuff nowadays. If but going back to the day. When you when you wake up and you start looking at at Disney World and Disneyland, um, I used to work at Disneyland. It was one of my first jobs, and I was just talking to a couple people in the the audience uh, about that this last week. And you know they have Club Thirty Three there, for example. Which even that, when you were back in the nineties, when I was working there, it was like this really you know kind of strange place, and there were yeah. rumors about what was going on in there. But then you go and it's a small world, and they have the pedo sign there. All right, the, the okay. same pe the same pedo sign that is uh, if anyone watched Flight of the Navigator, that the little boy goes into the, the Pee Wee Herman spaceship, and there's the pedo sign there, and yep. which then makes it a really sad metaphor for uh, you know all, the whole trade that's going on. Uh, but it's like, what in the world, Disney, are you doing with a pedo sign? And it's a small world, right? So right there, you have some serious issues with what was going on in the park. But let you know, go up to the. President, we we have like the militarization of uh, groups like Antifa, which uh, Trump has called a uh, terrorist organization, uh, Black Lives Matter, or some of these others, the whole woke crowd, yeah. uh, gender uh, fluidity. And as I've pointed out many times in my writings, uh, you, like look at the 1960s. This this crushes some people's worldview when they when they learn that the American hippie was actually created by uh, the CIA MK Ultra program. It uh, came out of hidden. <laughs> Ashbury, yeah. all all of it was was uh, planted by spooks, and it was it was treated like a folk movement for the youth when it was wow. really intel that was leading it all along. Now this this goes back to where we saw how forceful COVID was, and now you're seeing how forceful all this gender fluidity. Um, uh, I, I would say. Uh, uh, cultural reappropriation, race swapping, yeah. uh, all sorts of things that are happening where they're taking established franchises and destroying them. Uh, yeah. This is all planned by Intel on the top. It has been long planned, just like we see with the statue ceremonies with George Floyd, and then they started tearing down the, the, the Confederate statues and all sorts of other things. It's, yeah. all, it's all planned together as part of well, what I would just say is a communist takeover or whatever they're planning yeah. on the other end yeah. and yeah. and so they are coming at art and they're tearing it down right in front of us now this is something that um i i don't know if it's okay if you're not prepared to talk about this it's something that i it came to me today i actually brought this up to my wife sarah and i'm like oh my goodness i made the comment to her uh, maybe i'm going to do a, like a whole paper on this and present to my group later that throughout history uh, going back to homer uh, all the great poets, Dante, so on and so forth, whenever they would write an epic, they would actually, they would always start out by calling upon the muses, all right? So yeah, uh, yeah. for anyone who has ever visited a museum, it means the seat of the muses. And the, it's the muses 
little that are teaching humanity. They are yep. educating them in the museums. They are in, yep. they are embodying the artists and inspiring them to tell this great story. Now, that's obviously we know what we're dealing with here, right? Well, let's not mix paganism up with with uh, with Yah's set apart ways. However, one thing I've been thinking about recently is that the, the stories that are coming out now are so culturally lazy. You have you have you pointed out uh, that uh, they're taking old franchises and running them to the ground. Another thing Disney's doing now is they're taking the, the, the what they the what they call the golden era of or the the Disney Renaissance, I think it was, yeah. uh, which started with like the Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, yes. Aladdin, yeah. Lion King. Yes. They're taking these movies and they're just recycling them into yeah. these total remakes. Uh, then doing race swapping and all sorts of thing, um, and it 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 almost feels to me like like the muses have departed. Like there's something there's something going on that they're it. it I don't even know how to explain what's all happening. It, it it's just it's it's a lot. But um, yeah, those are some of my thoughts on what you were saying. And jump back into it. It is a specific a specific strategy of control and delusion um and anyone who goes against it they 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 kick them out in addition to destroying um established legacy ips um they are also t um uh, uh, taking any actor any producer any director that actually supports just entertaining the public or family-oriented content. Family-oriented content is the bad guy right now, okay? And anyone who supports that, they must destroy. Case in point, Gina Carano, okay? She was a third-tier character in The Mandalorian, okay? The Mandalorian was a, a marvelous work of art um, in season one. It was pretty good in season two. And season three is a complete dumpster fire. And it's no longer the Mandalorian. Now it's all girl boss stuff. Um, but <laughs> they they took Gina Carano, and she's a third tier character. Now this woman is a devout Christian. Okay, that that was problem number one. Okay, then, and she was fantastic in the role because she was not. She was very feminine. But she could actually kick butt because she was a champion MMA fighter. Okay, G Gina Carano's a huge girl. All right, and she could. She's actually real. She actually can beat dudes up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's not as strong as a guy. Okay, no woman is as strong as a guy. But let me put it this way: if a guy stands up against somebody like her, you have to put her down fast because she knows just how to hit you and it would be terrible. But she did all her own stunts. She was, she's a fantastic actress and she played the role of an honorable rebel, a uh, rebel, okay? The fans loved her. She took over the screen every time she was on it, okay? And she was a perfect match to the primary character of the Mandalorian. Um, she had to go. Okay, because once the woke thing started taking over, she started chiming in and she started making these tweets talking about men are women and women are men, get over it. Okay, one time someone said, What are your pronouns? Okay, and it was a really funny tweet. 
and she and, and she simply tweeted "bibbidi boo," okay, <laughs> and it it was so funny because she's hilarious. She's really funny, and um, Kathleen Kennedy uh, again, the big time producer. She's on her way out, but the big time producer um, of of the Marvel universe. Um, she fired um, Gina Carano because she said she was toxic. She was bad for the community. What it was was she wasn't the strong female character they truly wanted. She, she ticked off all the boxes. She was female, and she was playing a leading role. She actually not a third tier character really, but she was a female and she was strong and outspoken, but not the way they wanted. And 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 later everyone found out she was just way too Christian for them. Okay, now mind you, after she was fired, Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire picked her up, and she started doing movies for them. Fantastic! I think she only did one, I think, so far, but it was it was a fantastic movie. Um, it was a western, and she was doing what she does best. Best, she was beating up the bad guys. Okay, um, but that was only one. You got Gina Carano, then you got Henry Cavill in in the DC universe. Henry Cavill was probably the best Superman since um i'm sorry what's his name uh christopher reeve thank you the best superman since christopher reeves now i'm a superman fan i love superman superman is a messiah story most people don't understand that okay superman doom those are messiah stories that's why they do so well people love messiah stories they just don't know they love messiah stories um but he loved being Superman. He played the part beautifully, even though sometimes the writing wasn't all the best. He did the best he could with it, and he did the part beautifully. The reason why they fired him is because he's way too masculine, okay? And he had to go. And he was very hard to work with because he wouldn't go beyond canon of the character. That's why they fired him, not fired him, but that's why he left The Witcher. Because he loved The Witcher. He was a Witcher uh, fanboy, okay? He loved The Witcher. He painted his own little models and all this stuff. He loved the game. And he was he felt so honored to be um, the lead in that um, franchise. After season one was pretty good. Season two, oh boy, okay? Season three, gone, okay? It, 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 they, they destroyed it. Because that's what they do. They uh, Let me uh, caveat that. I'm not caveat, but let me go back a little bit. They take a series of a franchise. They do the one season relatively correct, okay? Um, and for almost all of them. And then the ones, the one is good because they draw you in, okay? The second one, uh, they start making the women, you know, 110-pound women beating up 300-pound dudes and stuff like this. And, and, you, and then you get the, the whole Karens, all the Karens and all that. People that have all these superpowers like 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 um in in Star Wars that's a whole another IP that's messed up. Then on probably the third they completely screw it up. So he didn't wait until the third. He got out because he said the only reason he's part of the Witcher and he would stay a part of Witcher forever if they stay if, if they stuck with the canon of the character, the canon of 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 the property. They wouldn't do it. So he left. Okay? Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is another one. Chris Pratt is a Christian, and he supports um, family entertainment. Chris Pratt is kind of on the outs of Hollywood right now.
and they don't like him because he doesn't support the depravity. He doesn't support homosexuality and all its, its, its depraved manifestations. He doesn't support um, race swapping and, 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 and bringing in and, and, and the, and the, ID, the identity politics and stuff like that. He doesn't support that. So, so, so they're trying to cancel him and stuff, which they can't cancel him. All right. Now, before um, before you uh, continue on, I, I don't want to interrupt you. No. I just want to I just want to throw out there for anyone in the audience right now that if you want to, if you have a comment or you want have a question or anything, we're coming up towards the end of the night, and I would like you guys to just raise your hands. If you guys raise your hands, I can call you up here, and you could just say something, talk, and um, and we can respond to it. Uh, and anyways, go ahead, Michael. Oh, I was going to okay. say, with, I was going to say with Chris Pratt that he, I think he's actually <laughs> getting heat right now because he's playing Mario, you know, like yes. in the Super Mario, and he's not Italian, and so they're all, like, all they're all upset the fact that you know an Italian dude or whatever didn't play uh, Mario. But my response to this because. They have, they're, 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 I think it was Brandon Fraser. He played that really big obese guy yeah. in the whale, and and everyone was really upset that uh, I think it was the Dove, the Dove uh, soap company, who's another woke company. They put out a tweet that uh, they should have had uh, a real obese person, a real uh, uh, person play, play it because uh, a fat suit is too unhealthy, and. <laughs> But, but the the thing is that I would like to point out that it, if if you're only going to have, you know, gay people play gay people, transgender play people play transgender people, fat people play fat people, right. then then um, you know, are you going to have a are you going to stick with that hypocrisy and say uh, a gay person cannot play a straight person, right? And right. Obviously, right. obviously they're not going to do that. But anyways, take it back. And if anybody has anything they want to throw in about anything we've said tonight, uh, just raise your hand. I'll bring you in. Okay. Um, I, I know time is short, so, so let me speed this up. Okay. The primary purpose of the woke cult is to destroy hope. It is to, to, to um, convince people that depravity is actually virtue, all right? Um, case in point, uh, the new Harry Potter game, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Now here's the interesting thing about this one. Um, Hogwarts is probably the most successful book series since scripture itself, all right? It is extremely well developed, it's extremely well written. I'm an artist, give credit what credit is due. Harry Potter is very well done, but it is also very, very evil, okay? It teaches kids how to um, do incantations, create potions, how to speak to dead people, and all this stuff. Hogwarts Legacy simply does the same thing, only a whole lot better, okay? Hogwarts Le Legacy is a resurgence of the Harry Potter franchise, because now they're going to be doing a TV series and stuff like that. So, But here's the interesting thing about that. Christians support Hogwarts Legacy. Now, Hogwarts Legacy, um, I showed my wife the game. We don't own it. I intend on buying it, though, okay? And the reason why is if, if, if I'm going to tear this game apart, I need to know what it is, okay? Um, at, at First and foremost, we are warriors, and we need intel, okay? And yes, I have a Disney Plus account, Netflix account, because I need to know what the scum are doing out there so I can fight them in intelligently, okay? Boycotting stuff doesn't work. That's that's just silly. Um, but 
the, the interesting thing about Hogwarts legacy is that um, um, J.K. Rowling supports women uh, not being um, uh, marginalized by men pretending to be women. J.K. Rowling actually ad admitted in public um, on social media and on interviews that men will never be men, and men will never be women, and women will never be men, and men should not be in women's spaces. She supports this verbally and with her money, okay? Now, this is a good thing, okay? But J.K. Rowling is also in charge of the one of the most dangerous IPs in the media. This is a bad thing. Unfortunately, Christians, Christians, and what I mean by Christians, I mean churchers. I, I, I call them churchers, okay? <clears throat> They're more religious than true Christians who have an actual relationship, okay? These churches support J.K. Rowling because she's against transgender, not, she's against trans, she's against men usurping women. She's not against transgenderism. Let's, let's make that clear, okay? She's an ally of transgenderism. She does not believe in men usurping women, okay? But because of that point, they support her completely, okay? A friend of mine said, at the end of the day, yeah, she's doing those good things, but she's still a witch, okay? And he's right, all right? So Hogwarts legacy is, is a major weapon by the enemy. My question is, what do we do about it as believers? What do we do about it as people who who our God is God, okay? What do we do about this? Now, when I talk to other Christians, they're like, well, Hollywood has lots of money. J.K. Rowling is a multi-billionaire. There's not much we could do about What are you talking about? Our God owns everything, okay? When we pray, which is our, which is our connection to the Father, direct connection, he will answer those prayers, all right? which means he will support us fighting these people. So how does that manifest itself reality in, 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 in reality? Okay, we're supposed to fight fire with fire. One of the, and, and forgive me, this is not a shameless plug, but this is just what my wife and I are doing. Case in point, we created Cannon Quest, all right? Cannon Quest was specifically designed to fight the secular media, to to stand specifically against the secular media. The secular media is full of horrible demonic stuff, but they look good and they're a lot of fun. It is what it is, okay? We have to create stuff to compete directly with them. The Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, I've spoken about them before. Now, Ben Shapiro is not Disney. They do not have the money of Disney or the scope of Disney, but they're not a small company. I mean. They're, they're definitely a lot bigger than mine, that's for sure. But they're going out on the limb. Not really, but it may sound like it. They're putting $100 million of, of, of their money, and I'm sure they got investors for it and all that, but they're putting $100 million into a family-oriented animated TV show. Okay, that's going to be rolling out probably later this, later this year or early next year, okay? Because they know that as long as Hollywood is doing what they're doing, it leaves a huge gap for us, for, for believers to go in there and entrench ourselves 
in the media. Eventually, Disney's going to wake up. That is if they aren't destroyed, if they don't actually kill themselves, because they're going through a civil war right now. Um, um, can I can I just uh, maybe if you could finish up this point, because uh, uh, John uh, what has something to say. I wanted to bring him on. So I just go ahead and finish up your, uh, finish okay, your point. Maybe sure. we can transition. Sure, sure. We're supposed to fight fire with fire. OK, we have to fight these people directly head-to-head, uh, -head, and the way to do that is is through our trust in Christ, through our trust in, in the Messiah, directly with the media. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what Dana White is trying to do, fight them face-to-face. -face. So, please, your question. What's your question? Okay, let me bring, John, I'm bringing you on, and uh, when you're up, and John, I think you're on, so if you want to unmute your mic. Well, He's on, and um, well, I'll say while while uh, Michael Solomon is is talking, some of you listening right now are going to kind of oh, you know what, John, here you're on. Okay, can you hear me? I can yes. hear you. <clears throat> Excellent. I, I just wanted to add to uh, Michael's list of I guess you could say superheroes or people that we hold in high regard when it comes to comics, television, things of this nature. This one blew my mind. I, I, I'm a, I'm totally in the camp with Michael as far as a comic book nut. I mean, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of comic books I have read, and Thor was always right up here at the top of my list. I mean, he's a demigod. He is half man and half god. You know, <laughs> I think I think Zeus was his father, or I, I get no. the, the the main character. Uh, Odin. Odin, yes, correct, correct. But. When they did that one scene where they showed Thor as this fat, drunken guy, I was literally blown away. I'm like, yeah. how in the world could they do this? This is a demigod. Yeah. He, you know, he, he can't be affected by these tiny, but yeah, it's just another character to add to your list that they totally annihilated, yep. blew him away, and made him this worthless, drunken, fat bum. I just yep. couldn't believe it. That's yep. all. I just wanted to add that character to the list. You know. Thank you, John. If, go ahead, Michael. He was part. Yeah, he's he's com completely correct. He was part of the character assassinations that they've been doing. But instead of killing Thor, they they made him into an utter buffoon. Right now, hopefully I didn't, uh, maybe he'll jump back in the room. I might have just uh, cut him out. Am I? Okay. No, no, he's still here. All right. Um, anyways, what I was going to say was, what was I going to say? Oh, some of you might be wondering why we're even having this conversation. And there's probably, I bet if I were to ask in this room, there would be a split. Some of you might be thinking, uh, and this is to everyone's conscience, okay? I, I'm, I'm bringing my, Michael on to talk about this stuff. This is going to be according to your conscience. Some people are like, no, I don't want, I don't want to even know about any of this stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about James Bond. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Disney. I don't want to talk about the occult. I don't want to talk about any of this stuff. I want it out of my household. I want, I don't want my children knowing about it. So, I, I as you guys know, I'm a researcher, and so these are all. Believe it or not, I. I look at nerd culture stuff too. On, if you were to go to my YouTube channel, I have like a list of like, uh, like all the anti woke, uh, like 
comic book people and, and Hollywood people who are like fighting against it and trying yeah. to toss it out because yeah. I want to, I want to know what's going on. Now, recently in the last two or three weeks, I have been watching tons of uh, videos by uh, Matt Walsh and some others. Yeah. Uh, also, also a lot of uh, pro-life uh, videos where they go into the college campuses yes. and, and, and talk to the, the very, very hateful like Antifa groups and stuff out there. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I was having this discussion with my sons today. They are, uh, for our, as part of our Sabbath uh, discussion, they are eight years old. And I was telling them, and, and so they, they, they start watching these videos and then go, hey, that's, that's a dude. You know, it's like it's a woman or something like that. They're just, they've learned this now. And I was sitting them down and saying, okay, here's why I'm showing you this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, be, here's why. Because... As the man of this house, as the leader of this house, mm -hmm. I am protecting you guys right now. You don't go to a public school. You're not out there in the world. Uh, you know, I am literally fighting to keep evil spirits out of this house. I am uh, teaching you about the Bible. I'm leading you on this path. But eventually, you have to make that decision for yourself what you're going to do. I can't. I can't. I can't hide this from you forever. So I'm showing this to you now. And here's the thing. All these people in the uh, the gender fluidity uh, crap that has taken over everything, where you literally have an entire generation of young men and women that are ruined. They are destroyed, gutted out, because they can't even answer the simple question, what is a woman? They don't even know anymore. They don't know what, it's what it is to be creating the image of Elohim. How did that happen? They were deceived. They were, yep. they, they were tempted. They were deceived. And what I'm trying to tell my children is that the, the, the thing about temptation is that uh, if it is executed uh, correctly, is that the, the Satans, the spirits, evil spirits, even you, you yourself, um, they, you do not know you're being tempted. How, yep. do you, how do you get to the spot, the place, from you're just a normal you know, young, innocent child to all this, a boy, all of a sudden you're dressing in drag. How do you get to that? And so I'm, I'm just letting you guys know who are listening in. This is why I think these conversations are so important. Even if we come to different conclusions on, you know, uh, uh, how, what we should even validate of these movies and so on and so forth. Some of you might be of the opinion that, you know, let them crash and burn, you know, like, you know, Disney's going, going down in, in flames right now and, you know, good riddance, right? Um, anyways. Uh, thank you, John, for that comment. Anybody else who wants to jump in, just raise your hand. I'll bring you in. Uh, Michael, uh, back to you. What were, I, I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 please. That was awesome. Um, when you're thinking about this subject of diversity and inclusion and the LGB ampersign poop, poop emoji, when you're thinking about these subjects, okay, think opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Disney. The, the DCU, Netflix, they're cutting their own throats, okay? Yes, they are. This is a good thing because this is an opportunity for us to get in there and evangelize their audiences. Use the media to fight the media, okay? If you're a media professional, all right, you need to stand against this whole attack and use your God-given resources and skills to fight this enemy, okay? If you're not in the media, support those that are, 
All right, this is a wonderful opportunity. It's going to take them if they ever come back to normal, and I think they will, because at the end of the day, it's about money. Um, eventually, it's about money. Right now, it's not about money. It's about ideology. But eventually, it's going to be about money again, and that's going to take about a decade, give or take. It's going to take about 10 years for them to get back to where they were, all right? We have a decade to steal their audiences. And even if they get back to where they were, we can be entrenched in the public psyche and they'll never be able to kick us out. This is a godsend. This is a blessing. For once, we can be victors instead of victims. And so that's the main reason we need to know about this. And even if you are a warrior in this fight, okay, support those that are because this won't last. And this is a wonderful time. This is a wonderful time to be alive. I agree. And uh, we're kind of coming up towards the end here and we got a few more minutes. And again, if anybody else wants to throw in their uh, question, comment, anything, please raise your hand. We got a few more minutes. So I don't know, I, I, any more, <laughs> I'm out of questions. So it, is there anything? <laughs> Anyway, you oh, John, you wanted to say something? I've just got another comment. Uh, you know, in my opinion, and you know what they say about those, uh, <laughs> um, this thing with the flat earth, I, I personally believe that it was the beginning of the great delusion or the, uh, I can't remember the exact scripture, but, you know, the father said that he will give a, a grand illusion or delusion to the people in the end. And I believe, I truly do, I believe it began with the uh, circular earth spinning ball type thing because in my time in the last few years of talking, I've lost all my friends. You know, nobody, everybody thinks I'm a nutcase, you know, because this flat mm -hmm. earth thing. That, that's the key point. When you can get someone to understand and begin to see the truth of the flat earth cosmology, that is the key that opens their eyes to everything else. Yeah. Because yeah. If, they, if they can't get that, if they cannot get that one thing, they don't get anything else. Everything they, they keep going back, well, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but I just, you know, I, I just can't. They're blind. They that is the yeah. greatest deception, and I believe that's the one the Father talked about in in the New Testament, where he'll he'll send us great deception to the people. And yeah. I do believe that is the foundation for that great deception in our time today, because people just can't wrap their head around. It. They just they can't get point past that one point. You can get a lot of other points in there that they'll get, but if they don't get that one. It, it, they're still close. They're, they're indoctrinated, they're deceived, and they can't see it. But once you open that one door, yep. you get that one door open, then they see everything. It's like the scales have been removed and they begin to see the whole entire picture, which it's all one big plan. Every single thing happening in the world today, wars, politics, all this LBGM, QTPST, whatever stuff, it's all tied together in one majestic plan. Yep. It's based on flat earth. You got to get that one. If you can't get that, forget it. You're, they're just not going to see it. It's not going to happen. It truly is the key to, to, to a, a wide range of truth. It truly is the key. 
I agree. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and close up shop for tonight. And then, of course, we'll do the after party. And what we're going to do, everyone who is here, we're going to gravitate over to the, you know, the general voice chat room. And we could all talk in there because it's hard to bring everyone up on the stage here. And, and Michael, you're welcome to join us over there, too. And uh, and so let's close this up. Uh, you, Of course, you can tell us a little bit more information about yourself, where anyone could find you, your business, anything else you'd like. And uh, closing remarks. And, okay. and of, course, of course, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's always a pleasure to, to talk about these incredible truths. Um, my, my business is, is also a ministry. Um, EOS Studios is, is, is what we do for other clients. We do animation, illustration, and photography. Canon Quest is our true passion. Though I love doing art for clients, I mean, I get paid to have fun. I, I love it. But Canon Quest is, is, is our true passion where we illustrate scripture. And so EOS is eosstudios.net. Canon Quest is canonquest.com. Um, and, and, and I have a YouTube channel called The Observer. Um, I can also put a link up where all the videos that I have created, I actually have those as a downloadable file for free. Um, so not, not just the link, a YouTube link or a Vimeo link, but the actual file. So if you want to put those in your presentation or, you know, or use them for educational purposes, um, that's, that, that's fine too. Um, so I can, uh, dig that link out and put it in, um, in the notes or, or, or wherever you say no, but, um, thanks, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, uh, Michael, and and be sure to talk to uh, Chris Bailey about coming over here one uh, one night, and we'll uh, have a discussion with him. So maybe we could bring you and Chris on at the same time. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, because be I, I, I love I love when you guys are together, and uh, I want to just reach out to more tour ministries and uh, and just you know connect us and all and all that. So with that, I'm going to officially close. Thank you, everyone, for being here tonight, and we are going to. Navigate over to the general voice chat room where everybody can just jump in and talk as they will. And again, Michael, you're you're free to join us over here. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.